This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Maduri on Pulse 95. Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Maduri. I am your host, cover everything sport, international and local. Coming up on the show today. Yasmin is an air rifle shooter who discovered her talent from a young age. Her mom came across the shooting range in charge and suggested her daughter take part. Now, despite playing handball and basketball, she excelled in what comes across a rare sport and became and represented the UAE national team. She recently received a bronze medal in the 2021 Gulf competition in Sharjah and another bronze in the Arab Championship. And she now aspires to be successful in the Olympics, Asia and World Championships in Charlotte. And she's coming up right after the break. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. My guest Yasmin Tahlik here is on the show. Welcome Yasmin to the show. Thank you, thank you. How are you doing? I am fine and how are you? I'm, I'm doing very well. Now, Yasmin, this is like me and you getting to know each other all over again. The difference is we have a bit of an audience with us. And I've heard about your story, but I love the way your story started. And I want, I want you to tell us more about it. So your journey and, your, and, and the role that your mom played in it was amazing. How did it start for you and why this sport? Well, um, so as I mentioned, yes, like my mother initially, you know, just read an article and all of it. But from the very beginning, in a young age, while I was at school, um, I was kind of, uh, you know, a very hyper person and I wanted to try everything. So I used to just go everywhere, you know, try basketball, handball, even maybe a little bit of volleyball and everything like that. And it was always just to, you know, keep me busy. I've never thought of, like, you know, pursuing that sport as, you know, as a, like, professional, like, kind of thing. And uh, it was like, uh, my mom, like, she saw that, you know, I'm just keep, I I just keep on going here and there and don't know what to choose. And then she's like, uh, she, she also suggested me other sports, like tennis as well. I tried a couple of classes. And um, then we came across shooting as well. So once I tried it, I felt like, okay, I think this is, um, I think I, it just pulled me in. Mm. I, I, didn't even, I didn't even, I don't remember thinking even. Like, I just know it pulled me in. In a couple of months, I just uh, became a member of the national team. It's... Um, I, what I think is the what drew to me, what drew me to it is the the perfection, because I'm a very you know like I, I like to organize things and everything. So the, the 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 appearance of my target when it came like you know just one shot after the other on top of the other and it's so clean, I feel like this is. I think that drew me to it and I I just started I wanted more perfect and more perfect. Mm. You know, just so by I you speaking like- about it, when you're speaking about it and the way you use your hands and the way you're pointing, I'm thinking she's aiming for something here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's pretty unique because 
firstly it's so nice to hear that families are, are like supporting uh, the young ones to get into sport that's the first thing the second thing is you said that you kind of felt okay i can see something in this but were you good at it straight away or is it something that you you kind of picked up gradually I I wouldn't say I was good at it although everyone that was that were around me were saying like you are very good for a start. So I think this like um as I mentioned before I've never thought of pursuing any sport professionally but the surrounding there at the range kind of pushed me to give it a thought because you know there were other professional shooters as well at that time and you know they were shooting good and all of it so they like you know they i i think the surrounding the people that were around me pushed me to do it nice what kind of sur- surroundings was it and and what kind of environment for those that have never done it before what kind of environment do you step into when you step into a shooting range um it was like for me when i stepped into the range for the first time it was like a quiet place and you know everyone with serious faces so concentrated and i was like okay they must be doing something very serious mm. you know <laughs> so <laughs> so uh when i got into it and then i i realized what's all the seriousness so and the the way they bring it up to me is like you're doing you're doing something great so for me as a kid getting you know like compliments from you know elders and my coach for example all of them it was like m- motivate kind of something motivational you know it was mm-hmm. motivating because you said you were hyperactive and you, and you were always moving around and stuff yes did, were you ever were, were you ever close to like pursuing like the basketball or handball or like you said tennis was it ever uh, a way you were going to sway off or was it always Once you got discovered shooting you went straight into it. No, I just went straight into it. I've ne- I've never considered anything else once I just w- once I got introduced to this. I I just I calmed down. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like the fact yeah. also it was made in Sharjah and being a Sharjah radio show when I when I heard that I thought this is really cool because we talk about like on the show we talk about international and local. Now because obviously this whole concept the story was made in Sharjah but you represent the national team you've taken it literally from Sharjah to the world is that something do you ever go back to that range in Sharjah or are you based in different ranges now or do you ever look back and think, no, no, we are we wow. are based in in Sharjah yeah mm. we still go there there is like a dedicated professional range and everything so i just go there every day okay so okay. i i am i'm i'm personally from dubai so i i travel every day there right right join the club <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and i remember when i was uh, like when i started as well my mom used to do this for me like she used to take me there so for approximately maybe four or five years she was the one to take me there to the range every day okay so that's how much <laughs> the family and i you know passionate about it yeah yeah that's it's again for me it is truly unique to kind of to kind of hear that What's um what's the thing about shooting that keeps you you said calm but you also said hyper and and the two things how do you balance that through shooting Um w- with time with time like as I grew older maybe I just uh, kind of 
maybe it was just a phase where I was when I was a child and I used to like like I didn't know what to do I used to try all sorts of things nothing really interested me I didn't even pay attention that much in school so I was kind of you know a little bit I wouldn't say lost but you know everything is interesting mm. and um, so w- once something that once I found something that caught my attention everything like all of it went into that sport and I don't really have to balance anything right now because this is just I think this is who I am while I'm um, you know where where I found my my the, like maybe passion I would say mm. or something that's really interesting for me I would like to do it for the rest of my life mm. let's say very well said you know when you again because you use your hands and you're a visual person you know I started yeah. seeing the screen kind of <laughs> Yes, yes. So, so that that little kid that was all around, it just yeah. all came one, and it just like you know, it it formed me. Yeah, kind of I love it. I love it. Okay, cool. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna ask her more about preparation as well. So I'm fascinated to hear how, as she said, this little kid got some balance through shooting. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. Salam and welcome back to the halftime show. I told you I bring you local and international superstars. So this is a two-in-one combination right here. Yasmin Tahlak is here on the show. And I have to say, the way she got into it was really fascinating. But Yasmin, I'm really intrigued to know more about preparation. How do you prepare for shooting what do you do do you have routines do you do things away from the shooting range tell me more about that so um during my trainings the preparation before trainings are basically just like you know a few warm-up like a few minutes of warm-up before the training and then later you have a warm-up because shooting sport is basically you just have to not move and Stretching after a two-hour practice is very much needed. Interesting. But uh, before matches, so uh, since it's not a fi- much much of a very physical sport, uh, mm-hmm. so we have this like um, I I try to prepare myself more of mentally rather than physically before matches. Okay. So what happens is um, I I try to isolate myself for a couple of days before the match and during that that match day as well. Because um, it's it's um, it kind of helps because whenever like it's something like you know people come around you they are being thoughtful like are you nervous oh you'll do great and all of this yes they they give advices before your match sometimes but um, I, I I like for me personally I feel like these like these comments and advices kind of are unnecessary just right before your match because they they. They influence you and they kind of trigger those emotions and thoughts before the match, make you much more nervous, maybe, or something like this. So I just try to isolate myself before matches. I just like, you know, I talk to my family. Yes, I'm fine. I'm here or there. I'm doing well. And that's it. It's very interesting, the the turn of, of your warm-up and your focus and your stretching which is normally in sport the other way around. You normally would stretch, get everything ready and then go into it. 
But you mentioned warm up. And for those that don't know, how do you warm up for shooting? Like, what is it that you do? Our, our, our warm ups are very, like, um, very, they're not very intense. We just have to stretch our muscles a little bit to be like, you know, the back muscle, especially, is very especially the back and legs. Okay. So uh, we do a couple of stretches, like a couple of things on the back and then on the legs. And then we go into, like, I try to, like, for me, because, you know, shooting is kind of an individual sport and people react to things differently. So you just have to find what's suitable for you. Yeah. So for me, I find it suitable for me just to do a very few, uh, very few stretch stretches before the shooting and then go there. But after that, I try to, you know, like, um, um, like, um, have have a more intense session of stretching with uh, for example maybe we have a physiotherapist at the club i go there sometimes after my practices mm. so uh, yeah so it's for me it's everything after not before because before i try to be as calm as possible lower the heart rate and be prepared and everything just you know very interesting to have i've, ne- yeah. I've never i've never heard of that before and you know i've been doing this for a while now so i, I listening to you now it really does make me think of the type of mental strength required to stay calm before the storm and then to be kind of more relaxed, right? Is that is that similar to what, what you were saying? Yes, yes. So it's sometimes like, for example, let's say during my finals when I was shooting, it's literally like you're holding the rifle, you're aiming and you can just see how your heart beats. Mm. It's to that, to that level. You yeah. can actually see the rifle move on your heartbeat. Okay. Uh, now that you've said that, and I didn't have this in mind until you inspired me to, to ask this question, but do you do much breath work or focus on like breathing? Yes, we do. We have these exercises. It's uh, required for us. And when we do, uh, it's like um, it happens automatically then during matches and everything. We just have to train ourselves, train, train, and then it's just something automatically you do. We don't even notice now that we're doing some exercises during our day or you know yeah yeah um have you ever heard of wim hof by the way i know so what i'm going to do after the show is i'm going to i'm going to share that with you because you might be doing that already but it helped me get Mm -hmm. through covid like a couple years ago and he's he he masters like breath work and uh and like ice ice baths i don't know if you're into that but (laughs) but ice baths (laughs) and and all sorts of stuff but it's really it's really remarkable because it, it links to uh, managing stress anxiety under pressure and based on what you mm-hmm. say it's quite a high pressured situation that you're in um so yes. it, it just got me thinking um also uh, are you always focused on shooting or do you take time away uh, i wouldn't say i take time away it's for, for me to know when i'm overloaded with, with training or practice it's just i noticed that my performance during training start to decline a little bit here's the here's when i get this alarm like the red flag okay you need to have a break stop here because Mm. you like you've been overloaded so i just take a couple of days maybe a week maximum out of the range i don't go to the range and i try not to think even though it's hard (laughs) i try not to think about (laughs) about my rifle yeah (laughs) Yeah, so a couple of days here and there um, i just go out maybe with a few friends family and you know look look uh rebuild my social life kind of thing <laughs> because yeah. during tra- with, with with the trainings i um i i kind of don't have a social life let's say 
yeah. with these breaks I do yeah have you have Go you got here. have you got used to that now you know when you're an athlete and when you're someone that competes at a high level is that become normal for you now it's uh, I, I would say it has always been normal for me I I I I'm very much a private person and um, I kind of uh, enjoy my alone time as well. Excellent. So it's not something um, not something I had to adapt to. So mm. It's there. Just a true professional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would um, you say this? Yes. <laughs> last question before we take a break. How do you reset? Um, to reset, I guess it's... Um, I, I would say it's just like, like I mentioned, have some time away from the range and um, just do some, some other things that I like. For example, I like to, you know, have those Lego sets. I have a lot of them. So I just sit and build, okay. you know, <laughs> or um, read books, maybe something like that. So yeah. Are they, are they big? Are they big Legos, Lego sets? Are they, are they yeah, like... the, the Lamborghini one I have oh, and the, the, the okay. big cars, you know? They're right. very interesting. You, you're taking it too. to another level now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. See, my wife wouldn't let me get those because if I start on those, I'm not getting off it. <laughs> it it's actually very like, you know, it takes just just a week to, to put it together. Yeah, That's how yeah. much of time I spend on every yeah. day doing it. Yeah. How often do you recycle them? Do you, do, you, do you pick up new ones? Do you work on old ones? Well, I'm really interested. No, no, I just collect them. I love looking at them. It's just, okay, right. I've done that. I put them together and just stay there. I, I come into my room, I look, yeah. oh my God, so beautiful. Yeah, that <laughs> collection must be amazing. Yeah, actually, I've got a couple, yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's, you know, the thing is, normally when you look at Lego, you look down, you looked up. That worries me. <laughs> <laughs> they're all around shelf, you yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay we're going to take a quick break and when we're going to get back we're going to talk more to Tehlek, who's been fantastic on the halftime show on Pulse 95 radio this is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on, on Pulse 95 this, this is, is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on Pulse Welcome back to the Halftime Show. We're having a good time here. I never thought that we'd be talking about Lego <laughs> on a Shooters episode. But you know what? That's the genius behind the people we bring on here. And I'm delighted to have Yasmin Talak here, who's having a good time. By the way, for those that don't know, she hasn't had an interview for a while. So I'm honored to have had her on this show right here for you guys on Pulse 95 Radio. And if you do miss the show, don't worry. You can catch all of our episodes on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, if you prefer a podcast. Or if you want a visual, head over to our YouTube channel, Pulse 95 Radio, and you will see her there without the Lego. But you will see her there on the show here on Pulse 95. Yasmin, I want to get to know more about the athlete now. We talked about the person. We talked about the things that you like doing, the way that you reset, how it started for you. But tell me more about the person you are and how do you embrace challenge um for me embracing challenge is basically you have to believe in yourself there's nothing else if you believe in yourself you can do anything you ever want in this world basically whatever you want to achieve or get or perfect anything the main 
the main part is I, I've learned it the hard way because there were some times where, you know, I felt like, okay, I can't like, you know, overcome that particular maybe level or score, for example. But, uh, you know, here and there and people around me who support me always say that if you don't believe in yourself that you cannot do it, no one is going to do it for you. So mm. have that belief and the rest is just, you know, practice. Yeah, where does that belief come from? Is that something you've always had or something you've built up over time? Let's say it's uh, it's coming from family, from my close friend, um, you know, and over time, I guess, because this is something, okay, anyone can tell you, yeah, you have to believe in yourself, but mm. if you are not truly convinced with this, then no one can convince you in it. So it just came over time, I suppose, because... We, like when I started to think, yes, okay, why I'm not doing it and why am I, am I not trying even harder and, or something like this. So I believe now in myself that hard work and my, like that, that, that passion, that want inside of you can reach you places. Mm, I like that. I like that. And, and with belief comes aspirations and with aspirations come goals. So tell yeah. me what aspirations do you have despite having achieved, you know, what you've achieved so far to date? So, um, yeah, it's, it's a first step for me. I, I can I can look at it as a first or second step, maybe, since um, this is an, the, the, the championship was an Arab championship. So I, I want to go further. I want to reach the, you know, the, 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 the highest, you know, point of professionalism, let's say, in this in this shooting sport. So it's like Asian and then world and keep keep my ranking there and then hopefully you know to the olympics so because once um i remember participating in the youth olympic games which was in 2014 so um i remember the feeling of being there and i remember myself thinking that okay i'm in the youth olympic games i would uh, really want one day to go to the big the big games with mm. the big guys you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> um were you nervous going into the youth youth games i i i remember now that i was not so much nervous maybe i was just like 17 mm-hmm. or 18 so i did not much realize how how big of a deal was it so i was fine okay it's another competition let's go mm-hmm. no, <laughs> i was more cool. nervous carrying the flag there <laughs> i was the flag bearer so i was more nervous cl- carrying the flag really? than shooting on my match day <laughs> okay <laughs> and it was heavily raining so i was like okay let me not slip in front of the thousands of people okay yeah, please. yeah. <laughs> so you had more pressure carrying the flag and not slipping than you did actually yes. shooting <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you come across, and this is the first time, obviously, we've met. But you come across as someone who's quite calm and reserved. And but when we started this interview, you were talking about like how hyper you were. Do we still see that inner child in you nowadays? And if so, what is it that you do to get that out? There you go. That's a good question. No, <laughs> uh, it is a uh, <laughs> uh, weak spot. Weak, weak spot. <laughs> okay. Um, I um, I do come across as a calm person. That's just because I'm shy. I, I might say that I'm a shy person, but once I have a, like you know a good conversation maybe with the person, or I feel comfortable, and only then you can see you know like okay, she is a little bit childish. You know, she likes like I like Pokemon. Let's say 
Okay. okay. <laughs> people say this is childish, but yet I have a collection of you know Pikachu's and yeah. you know Charmanders and all of those. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So once you like, once I have a good connection with the person or something, then only then like you can see like what, what kind of a person. And sometimes also I carry around bags with the Pokemon, you know, the, the yeah. fluffy shapes. Yeah. So little details here and there, you can notice that this person is kind of okay with a straight face, but there is a soft thing, you know. Yeah. A soft yeah spot there yeah and she's a shooter so not mess with her <laughs> <laughs> well yeah addition to that <laughs> um those by the way again you will know more about this than i do i'm learning from you here those pokemon collectibles they're, they're like massive like it's not like a small thing in the world if i'm not if i'm not wrong what's your yeah. most uh, precious one for me i i honestly i don't like I don't have a precious one. They're all pre- similarly precious to me. I just yeah. collect the figures and all of this and just keep them there. It's not yeah. like I'm 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 not into the the the, the world where you know people have like a, you know the the most expensive you know mm. piece or the collection. I just I just like them because they come out of my childhood, so I I keep yeah. those memories. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that. I see. I'm getting to know you already through through what you're saying. Um, yeah. Is there is this is there something that, for example, your fans or the viewer right now or the listener on radio wouldn't know about you that would surprise them? I I would say I I hear this a lot from people who just know me, and then when they come to talk to me and everything, they tell me that I look angry all the time. And uh, <laughs> yes, uh, they, 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 I get this comment a lot. Like I do, okay. I have like this kind of a straight face, a non non approachable face, or something like this. But in fact, if you just talk to me, I will, I will be fine. Like you know, I will, I will, I, I'm, I'm very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Even with a straight face, you just have to talk to me because I'm shy. This like you know, this right. is the shy face, not the angry yeah. face. Yeah. I, I by the way, for the record, I never, I never saw you like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record, it's probably because they know you're a shooter. <laughs> That's probably why they're worried. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we've got our final segment. I can't believe it's full time already on the halftime show. But it's me and Tyler has been incredible on the show. I'm going to continue one more segment for her right after the break. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. Salam and welcome back to the halftime show. I mean, if you asked me before the show, would we be talking about all these interesting things on this show? I probably would have never guessed we would go from Sharjah to Pokemon to Lego to shooting. <laughs> And that's what tells you <laughs> that this athlete right here has more to her than just the gun. Uh, Yasmin Tahalik is here on the show. Yasmin, I have to ask you, um, now that you're in a position to set the trail for others to follow um, the sport, and not just the sport, but females competing at the highest level in sport, it's no longer a gender thing anymore. What message would you have out there for the aspiring youth? I would like to pass a message of, you know, um, girls should be doing sports that even are unusual, like shooting, for example. And um, and the main thing here is that the family support. I would love 
to to you know there there are a few young shooters in our range whom I always say like you know you can do and you have a, like you know long road ahead and don't just you know give up after a year or two because this is what usually happens sometimes so a year or two and they see themselves that like they're 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 not moving or something I I would say this is not enough you should if you really like the sport then you should stay in it and um this sport in particular is a sport where you really have to um understand everything and love it and never come to the range when you don't want to for example or you don't want to like you know practice that because if you don't want and you're going to do something by force it's not going to work hmm. so i had like a couple of examples i've seen this and yeah so and the main thing here is that the family should support them wherever or whatever they do hmm. i this is going to be really good and you know um we could we could build a team because shooting is not only as an individual sport there is also a team category so it's okay. going to be really uh, really good would you would you teach me i would yes okay <laughs> you know one day i'm going to i'm going to rock up to that shooting range and i'm going to say yasmin <laughs> i'm all yours these hands are yours now make sure you teach me how to do this properly <laughs> <laughs> no, but on a serious note, I loved your message there, and I think it's so important in terms of family and in terms of people approaching the sport um, to do it right, to do it properly. You've done that. Um, that's why you've achieved what you've achieved, and you want to achieve more. Um, why? Why do you think it, there is a stigma behind this? N- not just with girls or, or women, but this sport specifically you know well, why is there a stigma in in this region about it because let's face it we got some incredible rangers here you know what i mean so why is there the stigma uh i would say because you know once people hear like shooting um they kind of associate maybe they associate this kind of shooting with the shotgun shooting mm. which is uh, a very much more aggressive type of shooting yeah our shooting is very quiet It's, it's like sometimes people joke around and say like this is the most boring game ever <laughs> because from the outside the audience see nothing they just hear those shots that are are not even that loud yeah so it's just the word so i i i feel like you know it, this this type of shooting has to be more you know um kind of um put out there to the world and you know maybe people have to you know get a, like read about it like there is not just shotgun and it's yeah. loud no there is the pistol uh, air uh, air pistol air rifle you have different categories there so it's just i think just because of the word shooting mm-hmm. and they're like oh my god you know aggression mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> violence but yeah. actually it's very it's a very very soft i wouldn't say soft a very a sensitive uh, sport okay Okay, interesting. That is very much, uh, I think, suitable for girls because you know, yeah, the the, the calm and the, you know. Yeah, you've taught me something new now. A, a soft and sensitive sport. It's almost like I want that to be the title, because people will be like, "Well, what is it? What is it?" And I, and then and then you tell them, you know, and they'll be like, "Okay, maybe we'll try that." <laughs> you know, very it's yeah, very maybe different. because yes, it is indeed a soft and very sensitive and. Like every movement, every inch, every like millimeter, you know, it it does does a huge impact on your shot. So I I look at it as a very sensitive and soft. Amazing, thing. amazing. Um, before I let you go, you've been terrific today, actually. Before I let you go, 
um where can we follow you i i have just instagram okay <laughs> i just recently opened as well okay uh yasmin tah like it's just my name yeah and and i and i believe you you post your training videos on there right yeah it's just pictures trainings or my my final matches may for example like a few is there I yeah. just started to build up. I I've opened it maybe a year ago. I I didn't have social media before. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm definitely gonna follow you. That's for sure. And uh, and I I might hold you up against that offer one day when you're not busy and you're not like occupied with everything else. And then you can show me how the professionals do it because you've been you've been so professional on the show that I thought I thought I need to now try her sport now and see uh, if I can do anything that she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> inshallah why not inshallah, inshallah. Um, thank you very much Yasmin you've been you've been outstanding I'm so happy to have had the chance to interview you and I can't wait till the show goes out to everyone um, and your, my your, pleasure. your followers and your fans will be able to see you know those extra little nuggets that we had in here that maybe they wouldn't have known outside <laughs> well that's my pleasure thank you for having me and yeah my, my, my absolute pleasure Remember, you can catch our shows every Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, 3 to 4 UAE time. And if you do miss them, don't worry. You get a chance to catch up on YouTube and Pulse95 Radio. The videos will be on there and the podcast will be on Apple, Spotify and SoundCloud. Take care. Assalamu alaikum. Have a fantastic day and we will see you soon. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.